When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Welcome home, everyone. This is going to be the last time we record before baby Bivens is born. Yes, it is. We are done with interviews, so we've been complete with that for a minute. And now this will be the last update before birth. And then I'm sure we'll share the birth story at some point in time in the future. I'm slating it for the beginning of January as of right now. I'm thinking it'd be cool to have it be the first episode of 2023. I think that would be neat to have the birth story then. So until then, this is where we are right now, very, very pregnant and almost in that in-between stage, which we talked about a few years ago in 2016 when Mm -hmm. we were pregnant with Maya. We did an episode about that, so I'll put a link to that, but that in-between of the last days or weeks or whatnot of pregnancy before we get into birth. And so this is going to be our update. This is going to be where we wrap up essentially the conversation of this pregnancy. (laughs) How do you feel about that? It's weird. On one hand, it's weird because we're about to go into the longest time frame of not recording for doing it at home in the history of the show. Yeah. That feels really strange. We're just, we're on the mic monthly doing interviews or, or solos or whatnot. So that feels really strange. And, And I don't think that has really sunk in yet until we're really, really, unplugged and on leave so and what sarah means by that is we've we've recorded a lot of interviews yeah prior to going on leave because we plan on you know when i guess almost after this recording is pretty much pretty much leave starts yeah and then uh we will pick things back up in the new year Mm -hmm. Uh, so to do that we got a lot of interviews in the can yeah that will be publishing while we are hanging out with uh with the new baby yes so we're going to give some updates kind of hit some high points of the last couple of months essentially what we've done here throughout this pregnancy i i see all the episodes that we've done related to bb2 baby joe baby vivens 2 we obviously announced we had an early first trimester conversation and then basically a first trimester conversation, a second trimester update, and then this is pretty much the third trimester update. So that's kind of how it's flowed. And I have links to the previous episodes that we did 
on BB2 updates in the show notes for you if you want to go check those out and kind of do it in order or if you just missed the last one or whatever, but they're there for you. It's funny how you have an intention for something and then how things end up going. And by that, do you mean doing a lot more updates and recording a lot more content around this pregnancy? Yeah, we had <laughs> we had intentions for doing more updates yeah. and talking about other things, but it just didn't go that way. And so at some point we had to kind of surrender that and and uh, be okay yeah. with doing less updates um, while we were doing a lot of other things as well. So it's, it is interesting how you have an idea and then it can go left. Here we are. Here, Here we, we are. are. And it's, it's beautiful. I'm okay with it. I'm really at peace with it because I think it's allowed for us to be very present with the pregnancy, with each other, with Maya, our family, working on the other things where we've been working on, working on our businesses, working on projects, getting things set up and doing the, the physical as well as the emotional and mental nesting, all that takes a lot of energy. And I just found throughout it to be worried about how every moment was going to be documented or how everything was going to be shared on a certain type of platform and feeling a pressure, I guess, to do that because of who we are in the space that we've created. Letting that go has been incredibly healing and helpful. And I'm also trusting that there's there's not an expiration to sharing about this stuff. And I feel like a lot can come out in postpartum. We can continue to share more about the whole journey as time goes on. But it's just been really important for me personally to be as present as possible with this experience. And so that's just looked like being a little bit more inward with it, a little bit more reserved, a little bit more quiet. And and I think that's relative to what this pregnancy in general has been for me and what it's brought for me in terms of lessons and opportunities. And I think it has been to slow down, to be softer, things like that. Whereas I feel like with Maya, I was a little bit more gritty and like, go, go, go and working out more and running more and, and things like that. And it's just, it's just different. This one has just called me to look at different parts of myself. I'm, I feel like I'm still gasping for air as I'm talking. So I don't know how it's going to translate, yeah, but just comment on two things. I think, um, you, it was six years ago. Yeah. So six years ago, there was a different MO for things. Mm -hmm. You know, we were in building mode for a lot of things. Whereas this time around, it's not, let's get certain things off the ground. Yeah. You know, it's more of sustained flight of the different projects and businesses we have going on. Mm -hmm. So I think that all of that is why Maya's pregnancy went a certain way and birth went a certain way. And then this one is looking different. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you've been doing exactly what you needed for both. Yeah. You did exactly what you needed with Maya's pregnant pregnancy and you're doing exactly what you needed in this pregnancy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second thing to comment on is, you know, in this room, we're sitting here and we have this big old giant whiteboard wall next to us where we put our, our ideas and we just map stuff out, big mm -hmm. old wall of whiteboards. And I think we had just found out we were pregnant and we invited two of our friends over because they have great business minds, very, very creative. brainstorming yeah. people. Yes. And we had a, you know, an, an afternoon of just brainstorming and we filled this wall full of things that we wanted to do around this pregnancy because mm -hmm. we were thinking oh, we need to document this. We thought about having a documentary. We thought about, you know, podcast content, all this sort of stuff. And I'm, I am very happy that we ended up not pursuing any of it mm -hmm. because if we had, this would have felt like this pregnancy would have felt like a, 
a job. Yeah. Right. As opposed to just allowing the pregnancy to be. So, you know, it's just, I, I can see sort of like the remnants of those plans. On but it's this, a blank wall now. It's a blank wall. FYI, yeah. The yeah. Wall is I, blank. I went and cleaned it off. But I can, I can <laughs> Minus still one see message some of from it. Maya that says, I love you, mom and dad. Which yeah. Which is awesome. So, but, you know, uh, take away from that what, what you will, um, folks listening. You know, every pregnancy, you might have an idea of how it's going to go mm-hmm. or an idea of what you want to do with it or how you want to be. And then things change. And yeah. so I'm, I am happy that um, we allowed this pregnancy to kind of flow the way that it flowed. Yeah, yeah. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Well, let's give a couple of updates here and just hit some high points of some experiences and things. And it's a little bit on the just personal letting you in on what's been going on with us. But then there's also some themes and stuff that I think people, folks listening, can extract and utilize within your own process within your own birth planning, if it's your first home birth, second, third, fourth, fifth, what have you. So we did a family baby moon. That was rocking. That was really awesome. And first pregnancy, we did a baby moon, just you and me, which was amazing. But I was totally open to the idea of doing a family trip, something like a little hoorah as a trio before we become a quad. And it was great. And we went to Disney World. We did. And oh gosh, how many weeks was I then? I was like 30. A month ago that we went. Yeah. So maybe like 31 ish, 32. And I was unsure about how that would (laughs) fare being that pregnant and waddling around Disney World. And it was great. And we had such an amazing time. And it was cut short, unfortunately, by Hurricane Ian. I'm from South Florida, so I'm very familiar with hurricanes. And so when the news was first kind of creeping up, I just thought, oh, it's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Everything's fine. We'll we'll get some ponchos and some waterproof shoes. And and then like basically when we arrived at the hotel, we realized, oh, everyone's leaving. A lot of people were leaving. Yeah. (laughs) And we got two days in the parks. Yeah. And one day in the park got canceled. And so we ended up coming back home about two days early. Mm -hmm. But we did have a great time. We had a great time. And it was very magical and a lot of memories and fun present time. So I highly recommend a baby moon of some kind, no matter how many kids you have or what the circumstance. It could be a staycation kind of baby moon because – to your point, it got cut short. So yeah. we came home a day and a half early of when we were planning to, and we just made stuff to do at home and, and had fun. And we stayed unplugged and we didn't like, we let some people know we were coming home for kind of safety. Cause we had some people wondering how we were doing and stuff with the weather, but 
it was, we're still not available. So don't call us or reach out to us or anything like that. So I think baby moons, family baby moons, however you want to do them, is a really great just kind of commemorative ritual thing to do. So yeah, I mean, maybe it's just a meal that you do with Mm -hmm. with the full family and and taking in those last weeks of being a family of however many before it expands. So I love the idea as well. And I'm happy that we made it happen. Yeah. Another thing not related, or I guess a little bit related because the week before we went to Disney, we had a midwife appointment and I had gotten some lab work back from blood work. And we got some results around my, I got a CBC panel. So that's all the things around your iron and your blood and how that's doing. And then specifically, we looked at ferritin levels. We've talked about ferritin on the show. We actually have a great episode with our friend, Dr. Matt Angove. Yeah. Talking all about that. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That was really the first time I had learned about ferritin extensively was that conversation. Me too. Ferritin and iron. And I've been, I had no idea that it played such an important role in like your energy, mm-hmm. you know, your overall energy and, and clarity and all these different things. Yeah. So there's that. We have that conversation however many months ago. I don't really think about its relevancy to me. And then here I am a week before we're going to Disney, get this lab work back. And my ferritin level is a six. Which is very low. <laughs> it's <apparently>. basically non-existent. <laughs> six is crazy low. My midwife said, our midwife said that the lowest she's ever had is someone with five. And so it made sense, though, which was there's the information, right? And there's how you feel about it. It felt validating in the sense of how I had kind of been feeling leading up to then, just my energy levels and my overall stamina and whatnot. So we get this feedback and then we're about to go to Disney where on average, when we go to Disney, we walk eight to 10 miles a day in the parks and it's Florida and it's hot and all the things. So I think we were leaving about 10 days after yeah, the, the appointment Yeah, after where we we're talking the, about this. The feedback. So it was a little bit of like, okay, troops, what's the game plan here? How do we shift this? Because this is coming up, obviously, but then also I want to feel better, probably the biggest impetus. But then also just the impact as far as any potential blood loss in labor, in birth, that a low ferritin level like that just isn't ideal for sure anyway. But then when it comes to blood loss, you want that that ferritin and, and everything to just be as optimal as possible. So I got into proactive, kind of excited, nerdy student mode and was thinking, okay, what do we need to do? What are the things? And so that looked like a very diligent, very conscious effort of raising the ferritin. What did I do for that? Well, I took blood vitality. That's Dr. Ann Gove's um, supplement for specifically for optimizing ferritin. So I took blood vitality. I'll include links to that in the show notes for everyone too. Took liver capsules, high quality uh, liver capsules, eating more red meat, chlorophyll drops in my water a couple times a day. And then to support that, making sure I was getting enough protein, magnesium, lots and lots of magnesium. So I was getting magnesium from my needed hydration packets, as well as just scoops of magnesium glycinate in my water in the evenings, and then staying well hydrated to just support all of that. And long story short, tested in September right before this trip. It was a six. 
tested about a week ago, so the beginning of November, and it's now 19. Going up. So I'm very pleased with myself (laughs) to have tripled the ferritin, and I would still like it to be higher. So I'm going to continue the efforts and continue the intention around raising that as much as possible. But that's just one element, one, one factor we certainly didn't have in last pregnancy or something. I just, I got to learn a lot. I got to get more in touch with my body and how I'm caring for it and how I'm nourishing it. So it's been an interesting little lesson within, within it. Yeah, I think observing you, one of the things that I noticed that I believe really helped was when you got that number, it didn't it didn't get the, this big emotional impact on you. No, you said, it didn't. Okay, it's a six, and what do we got to do? Mm-hmm. And I think for you, again, you mentioned you went into nerdy student mode. Yeah. You know, it was like, okay, let's go back and listen to the episode with Dr. Matt. Let's get the supplement and do this and boom, boom, boom. And then from that moment on, you know, every morning I come out and I see all the supplements laid out. <laughs> I see your little caps, your little uh, cups of them and mm-hmm. all throughout the day. And then I even got involved with supporting you. Hey, do you need magnesium? Yeah. Do you have this? You know, buying you steaks. We've bought, we've purchased so many steaks, <laughs> so many steaks. And um, yeah, just, just watched you get the number. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's, Let's address it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I experience you in other areas of life as well. And yeah, you're going to get a lot of different reports and different things throughout pregnancy with yeah. the tests and the pokes and prods. Mm-hmm. So to be able to relate to it powerfully, and you know, in your case, really helped, helped you to figure out what needed to be done and then get to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just information. Yeah. It's information, what you can do with it, you can use to to feel empowered about it. So whatever your version of this ferritin thing is, someone who's listening, maybe you got a test result back, or maybe you're working on optimizing a thing with your health or however you're feeling in pregnancy, just that, you know, there's there are resources, there's support, there's the tools you're gonna use, and then there's how you're talking to yourself throughout it as well, and how you're holding space for yourself and how you can not take it personally and like you're not yeah. a bad person, mom, woman, whatever. Just it's it's a circumstance and how do we want to move through it? So And it's okay to to feel it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's okay. My advice would be if you're really going through it emotionally, you know, see if you can't have conversations with or connect with people who can hold that powerful space for you and who who can see that it's possible to make the shift that needs to happen or yeah. raise the ferritin level. Like, no, you can do this. Like, yeah. You can do this because that encouragement and that support is so important. Yeah. Yeah. On that note of testing and information, I guess I can wrap up that little section of the only other two things we tested or have looked at since then in this third trimester is the gestational diabetes test. And so grateful to have never drunken that orange concoction that is the the normal route, I suppose. I, w- I don't even call it normal route. Route some take when uh, mostly in the hospital setting and with, with OBs and other care providers. But we had the option of testing at home with my own glucose monitor and eating a big meal and getting a baseline level of blood sugar before the meal, after the meal, all that great stuff, negative. So 
that is what it is. So it was basically the same thing we did last time. And I'm grateful to have options for that, that um, are a bit more conducive, I feel like, particularly to our lifestyle. I've heard a number of examples of women who drink that drink and it just jacks them up so much because it's such a shock to their system because that's not how they're typically eating or drinking or living their life. So to really put you in this extreme state physically, I don't feel like that's going to give you a, a lot of great feedback. So anyway, just in terms of how they feel physically, but then sometimes the results are wonky and all that stuff. So I just feel like this route is much more in alignment. So we went ahead and took care of that. And then I went back and forth for a second on the GBS um, test. The uh, What does that stand for again? Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this to me in my pregnancy brain. Um, group B strep. That's what it is. So GBS, group B strep. Group B strep. And I didn't even remember if we did it last time with Maya and we looked up in our records and midwife said, yeah, actually you did. And I said, okay, well, I guess there's that. If I did it last time, kind of why not? And I'm not going to get into all the intricacies around this specific topic. We've had a number of examples and conversations on the show about it that I can reference. And I'm certainly not an expert on it, but the it's not even tested in parts of the world parts of the world they don't even test for it when you said that to me i thought huh that's interesting yeah you know so i and i'll tell you why i chose to do it in case someone is on the fence about it or not sure there were pros and cons of course on one hand i thought what's this information going to do or change for me i'm not going to do the antibiotics so if i'm not going to do the antibiotics kind of what's the point but as I understand it from our midwife, there are holistic protocols and things that you can do if you are positive. Okay. So there was that. And I was considering that. And then also just the consideration of in the event of any sort of transfer or things like that, that information would be helpful in a different setting. As I understood it from our our midwife, she's like, I don't care. Whatever you want to do is fine. It really doesn't. We're not going to do anything different. We're going to be just as vigilant and mindful of you and holding space for you, whether it's positive or negative. That all being said, it ultimately came down for me to do I have an emotional attachment to this result one way or the other? And ultimately, my answer was no. So then with that, it's not any extra hassle on our end to test for it, did the swab and test when they came to our house for the home visit and it's information and I can do with it what Mm -hmm. I will. So I went ahead and chose to do it and the results were negative. So there is the results and there's the, the wrap up of additional testing and information and data and things. I think it's good to share what your thought process was going into each one of these Mm -hmm. tests, because one of the things that we wanted for this pregnancy is we wanted as few invasive, you know, tests or procedures or anything like that as possible. I mean, we did one ultrasound. Mm -hmm. We were in discussion about even doing the one. Yeah. So hearing your thought process through all of it is great, particularly for the people out there who are thinking about that too. Do I need to take this? Why should I take this? Mm -hmm. So I think it's great that you shared that. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about some other cool stuff. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I want to talk about body work for a second and just the things I've done to support me physically in pregnancy, particularly in this third trimester. So on one note, I just want to say the midwife appointments have been amazing Mm -hmm. and really special and magical. And we've brought Maya to most of them. Yeah. And she's so awesome and has a great time. And it's so awesome having you there. You were at every single one for Maya and now you've been at every single one for this baby. And I don't take that for granted because I know that's not how the setup is for all families, whether that's work or life schedules to have everyone there. So I just feel, I feel incredibly blessed and, and that works for us. I like it that yeah, way. It does work for us. So that, and then continued with chiropractic care, which has been great. And I've gotten a lot of really great homework and stretching and things like that to support. I've been doing my, my squat sitting a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting in the squat mode and things around just just staying staying limber <laughs> and staying mobile and functional and then something i did differently this pregnancy that i did not do last pregnancy is pelvic floor physical therapy so i went for an evaluation last week and to get a baseline essentially before be giving birth before giving birth and then seeing what things look like on the healing recovery side of things about six weeks postpartum. And so I'm going to see how many more appointments I can get in before baby comes. I don't know. It might be one or two, but that, that was really educational and humbling. And I have so much more appreciation for the female anatomy and body and what we do and all the, cooperation and components and parts that work together for a baby to come through. And oh, so it's just it's cool. And I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I, I'm I'm really glad I did it and I would recommend it. Again, kind of doing another comparison to other parts of the world. It's standard care in many other parts of the world. Yeah. To get physical therapy for a body that has pushed a baby out of it. Yeah. Anyway, you anyway you birth a baby. Physical therapy, I believe, is necessary. Uh, and I just didn't know that last time or think about that. But you can sprain your wrist and get physical therapy for weeks. <laughs> literally, though, quite literally. And then here you push a baby out of your vagina, check on you in six weeks. Like, like, okay, cool. Yeah, go run, go have sex, go do all the things. Bye. So... I'm glad I'm doing that and just just paying attention to my pelvic floor and talking to it and encouraging all the muscles to just do what they need to do come birthing time, whether that's to do nothing and get out of the way and relax or to activate and be strong and powerful. So I would recommend it. I would I would definitely recommend doing that for anyone who 
had not or was curious about it, just have the consultation or have the conversation with with someone about it. Reach out. I learned a lot, too. Mm. Just what the pelvic floor was. Yeah. And yeah. what it supports and and how it how it moves. Yeah, I guess, okay. during, you know, during the end of pregnancy and birth and. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I learned on this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. But you going and 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 going to that physical therapy, like I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Yeah, yeah. So by you going to physical therapy, it kind of opened my idea, my mind to a lot of things as well. So if you are curious what to expect, I'm sure this varies practitioner to practitioner. But for me, we did a little bit of conversation, and there were some models of the pelvic floor and some um, stuffed diagrams, if you will, of of the parts to kind of get familiar. And then how my general range of motion was, I lied on a table and checked again the mobility and range of motion in my hips and my thighs and my legs. I've been having hip discomfort in my left hip. So we talked about that and looked at that for a bit and did some kind of uh, fascial work there and massage. And then there was an internal exam. And that was just kind of my legs butterflied and very gentle finger insertion to kind of feel along the walls there for any tension. And for me in particular, the tension is more towards my opening versus deep in there. So not finger was not far in and just lightly touching along the walls. I could feel tension that I would never have expected. I could feel. And I was surprised given I don't feel that in lovemaking or things like that, but it, it kind of makes sense when I when I shared that with her. I said, I'm kind of confused here why I'm feeling this so intensely when I don't feel this come up in sex or penetration. And she said, well, when you think about it, a penis isn't isolating. And pushing. Up. Yeah, on yeah. those specific areas. And it's not staying right there. It's going in and out. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, that actually does make a lot of sense when I think about it now. So that was the internal exam. And then Again, some more conversation, a little bit of homework on how I can continue to work on that, release that tension, support the perineum, do some stretches and some foam rolling and things like that. So, I, yeah, that's that's a little bit of what it's been like on my end. And I'm sure people's dif- people's experiences are different. But if, if you were just I have no idea what this could look like. Maybe if you go, it could look like any of the things I just shared. Yeah, possibly. We had Halloween. I got to experience Halloween Halloween as a very pregnant woman. Oh, and that was a lot of fun for hopefully, excuse me, hopefully for you, but it was a lot of fun for everybody who got to see you in your costume. It was fun. So you were a werewolf, kind of a classic monster style werewolf. Maya was Mal from Descendants. And I'm sure there are some parents right now that are like, oh, God, Descendants. Like, I know, I feel it too. Or I've had the songs oh, those, in my those, head. Or those soundtracks. Yeah, they'll get you. Reverberated through our home. So that was Maya. And then I was Thor. The yes. very specific version of Thor when he was sad. <laughs> Let himself go, I guess you could say. Yeah, the out of shape Thor. Yes, yes. So the the Thor that skips leg day. Oh, that's funny. So I had my tank and my robe and I had a wig and some aviators. You made me a a, a hammer. Molnir. Molnir. You made that great. for me. I walked around with a can of soda and I was comfy, except for the wig. That wasn't the most comfy and the little beard uh, insert or add on there, but it was a lot of fun. And so I shared some pictures of it on social media and got some fun feedback around that too. What was, what was so hilarious is 
for the past five years or so, we've gone to a neighborhood where everyone, adults and kids, get very much into Halloween. It's kind of like one of those neighborhoods you see in a Halloween movie. Every house is decked out. Yeah. The parents and adults have even more elaborate costumes than oh, the yeah. kids. And it's just one of those giant Halloween neighborhoods. This year, we went to a different neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yet we thought it was going to be the same. Right. So your costume, when we rolled up at the little area where the kids were doing their their costume parade, you were pretty much the only adult in a costume. <laughs> and it was that costume. And so it got a lot of attention. And I thought that was so funny because, you know, we, we like to enjoy Halloween. Yeah. And uh, and and so there were there were a few kids who were looking really confused. Is that a boy? Is that a girl? Yeah, I got, are, are you? you a girl? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm a girl. I, I got, is that a fake belly? People yeah, oh, thought yeah, my yeah. belly was People fake, belly was that fake. it was a, a wearable or some sort of add-on thing or, or whatnot. Multiple people thought my belly was fake. So that was funny. Yeah, you definitely got to, we got to know our audience. Yeah, that's fine. It's <laughs> totally cool. Uh, we have had two baby showers, which have been really magical. I just wanted to comment on that mm -hmm. for different different groups. So one was very intimate with some family, and that was awesome. And then, well, it's all family. Uh, one's blood family, and then the other life family. And what I just want to say about that is how grateful I am and how much abundance and support that we've had around us, the gratitude that I have for that in the form of check-ins, how are you's space holding, putting on these showers, physical items through our registry, monetary support through our fund registry, which we've done. We've done a registry through Be Her Village where you can select different categories for your care. So for the midwifery care and the, the fees that go to that pelvic floor PT, um, baby moon baby moon photographer photographer maternity leave yeah. hashtag entrepreneurship life so that's been it's it's just all been really beautiful and so i just i could not comment on our pregnancy as a whole preconception too and then particularly now as we're really preparing and kind of creating the space that i just we we are so loved and so well supported we are so a lot to give thanks for there. And it could really be any day now. It really could. That's uh We had a one of the things that they did at the second shower was everybody predicted the I guess five things. Predict yep. predicted boy or girl, mm -hmm. predicted date, yes, time, yes, weight and length. Yes. And a couple of things were interesting. Um one was that with the exception of one person, everyone guessed boy. Yeah. And that was pretty interesting. Everybody there said boy, boy, boy. One one guy said girl. And then in terms of the dates, mm -hmm. I think somebody said this week, like now, today, yeah. tomorrow or something. Yeah. And then uh, it was just kind of sprinkled throughout the rest of the month. So it's always fun seeing what people guess. Yeah. I always do enjoy that. And uh, you and I didn't guess. No, we're not putting our. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, we're not putting our name to any of those things. We're just, <laughs> yeah. gonna, we're just gonna flow. Yeah, definitely. And we're pretty much ready, and we've got our intentions. And I've shared, we've shared a little bit about that on the show. How we wanted a little quieter, more intimate, and such. And then the the exact details will come when the birth actually unfolds, and and we'll share that. But w one thing I just want to comment on is Maya 
and just a, a update there or a refresh there in terms of having her there. And it's our full intention to have her in the house for the duration of the birth. So long as that resonates with her, we've had really great conversations with her. We've had some role play kind of scenarios and talked about how the experience could unfold, how I could sound, how I could look. We've had great conversations with our midwives about it. And we have things in place where there's like these layers of communication that could potentially happen based on it's kind of a, if this, then that sort of setup. And we're, we've talked that out with everyone who needs to be aware of that and who it's relevant for. And I feel like I feel like all that is really well put in place and set. And I feel really great and comfortable about that. So I feel in a space where all is going to be well with Maya and that she is well taken care of and that she we've communicated well with her and that she feels a safe space to communicate whatever comes up for her. If someone's needed there at a certain specific time to be there to hold space for her or support her or take her outside of the house or whatever, that's going to be taken care of. And that's great. And I even feel great about if midwives are in the car while baby's crowning. I, I just feel peace around all of those scenarios and and possibilities and the A, the B, the C. I'm I'm really at peace with all of that. And that's a really great feeling. Yeah, we've done some great prep as yeah. it relates to Maya being present and participating. So I just wanted to comment on that, that it for those who were wondering or maybe you missed it in a previous detail or episode that we are planning on having Maya there. Maya plans on having Maya there. Oh, she, she's this is something adamant. We very much kept the communication open about her full autonomy in this process and consent to what, what she wants to do. And what did she say to you this morning before going to school about, Oh, she said, if, what if the baby starts coming in, I'm at school. I said, we'll get you. Don't worry. Like we will put, <laughs> we will put the things in place. Someone will come get you. So things like that, that we didn't have yeah. to factor in last time. It's really, it's really fascinating and kind of cool and different and, it's it's a little like nervous, exciting feeling about it just because it is a different experience this yeah, time. But yeah, she might not be home. She might be at school or it could be the middle of the night, could be middle of the day. We don't know. So based on that, like I said, we have these kind of these these thresholds and these things of if this happens, then that. So we've got like one person at the top of our phone tree. They might be alerted at any period in time with any variation of message, whether it's a heads up, get your ducks in a row, or it's on, come over, or there's a baby here, come when you want. <laughs> so yeah, it could yeah. be any of those things. And and uh, like I said, it's somewhere in between there could be, this isn't a full troop, troop alert. We don't even need the birth team here yet, but Maya needs some support because I want you with me, Matthew. I want Matthew with me and whatever. So- there's that. And then the rest is, is surrendered up. I, I surrender up a lot to, to faith and to Providence and to what will be and baby's plan too, and keep our communication high. And yeah, so here we are, here we are. We're it's exciting. It's fun to be recording this final update. Yes. Knowing that the next time we'll be on the mic, there'll be a, a baby Woo. hanging out somewhere on in the, the chest room with us. somewhere. Yeah. So I hope you all have enjoyed this. I hope you all have enjoyed following along with us in this pregnancy. And for those who have followed before the pregnancy, going back 
two years to when we first talked about being open to conceive. And now here we are getting ready to welcome this, this baby. It's, it's really, there really aren't words for it. So I, I just, I hope y'all have been able to get something out of this as well. And uh, we look forward to sharing the birth story with you. We look forward to continuing to share other birth stories with you while we are on leave. And, and when we come back in 2023 and who knows what will be next for, for doing it at home and what we'll do and what we'll create and what ideas you all will give us. It's really, really exciting times. Yeah. We're excited about all of it. So thank you all. We will catch you on the flip next side. time when we have a baby. <laughs> Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>